You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. This is Jim and... Eugene Bender. Get it out of the way. Come on. I'm Blake Eugene Bender, Come everyone. on. Come on. Name. Say it with a little bit of love. It's my name. <laughs> it's Blake Eugene Bender. Birthday? Birthday's when? What? When's June, your birthday? My birthday is in June. Why do you ask? All right. Just double checking, making sure you know. All right. Today is an interesting topic. Kind of came to me out of the blue the other day when I was in the shower. Uh-huh. And I thought about it. Um, were, you, how, were you in the nude when this came to you? I just want to I would sure never, I would never shower in the nude. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I have my swim shorts on, obviously. Good. <laughs> but the topic today, which is going to lead into this, is how to deal with social anxiety. Mm. And I thought that this is an in- interesting topic for us to cover because you and I are both largely extroverts in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to understand the difference between why do I feel socially anxious in certain <clears throat> situations? Why have you maybe felt anxious in so- certain situations? But before we get into all that, a couple intros. Um, we have a couple of events that are going to come up, a couple of coaching opportunities that are going to come up. They're all be on the website, the jimsimco.com website. Um, also, big announcement, Blake and I have a bet mm-hmm. on the Celtics Sacramento Princes basketball game. Tom- <laughs> uh, excuse me, Sacramento Kings uh, basketball one. game tomorrow night. Yeah. You want to talk about the bet? Uh, and yeah, this is your so- public ab- ability to recant the bet or decide when, you don't want to do when it. When Jim loses the bet, then this he has happening. to publicly recite a poem. Uh, I, I do get to uh, overlook the, the poem to make sure that uh, <laughs> it is doing what we aim for it to do, uh, which is praise towards myself and Sacramento basketball. Right. Um, and in the unlikely event that I should not win, um, unlikely I to, definite, if definite. I, I will perform a workout of Jim's choice. Yes. So if anybody, this will probably get published after the fact, which is too bad. Cause I'd love to get some suggestions on yeah. what you should wear and what you should do for the workout. You working Again, out in drag is a big thing. I don't know if this is, is under thing. the umbrella of what workout I should do. Well, that's going to be a big umbrella. Do I get to make these uh, decisions based on your on your poetry slam? Like I, I think I get to decide what you wear during the poem. I think I would be okay with that. We'll come back to that. We'll okay. revisit that. I don't oh, know if I, no, I, don't know if I want to commit to that just yet. <laughs> uh, I might have to edit that part out, Evelyn. Um, spring is in the air. It's nice outside. Finally, first Beautiful. time. Gorgeous sunny first day. Nice day of the year. It's awesome. Um, Here's a question. I have two questions for you before we get into this podcast. One, I have been struggling recently with what to call the coaching and events business because I call it the hero stuff. I call it the development stuff. I call it a variety of different things. Uh My real estate stuff, I always call it based on the number of the address of the project. So my Oceanside project, which you've been to, I call it 314 because the address is 314 North Cleveland. Other projects, I called it 106 because that was the address. What should I call this? Would you call this the personal leadership stuff? The personal development stuff. Give me some input. I know I'm putting you on the spot. This is mm. so great. I can like literally see the hamster in Blake's head running around the cage. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what where the idea of personal leadership comes from. Mm-hmm. But I think that maybe that idea will be missed on on some people because they'll yeah. be like, how can you lead yourself? Good point. Which like. Maybe just leadership. But. If it was leadership, I think people think more in terms of skills that they're uh, inter- in, in their interaction with other people or they have some sort of like role or hierarchical archical structure in an organization. Right. Uh, which is this is not that. So I, I guess development is more in, in sync with that or like more the the genre that I think most people associate 
you know, some of the conversations we're having are, are about. Okay, cool. Um, it's a good, yeah, good way to look at that's it. That's where I'm at. Think, of, think about that. Let me know if you think okay. of anything else. We'll do. Uh, if you would. Not. What's your... We're going to think about it. Before we get started, what's your favorite thing about spring? Favorite thing about spring? Not just my birthday. Uh, so I, I really like daylight savings. I like uh, going, going home at four o'clock and not having like an hour of sunlight. I can take the dogs for a walk and it's not pitch black out. It's really dark near my house. So it's yeah. like no lights around or anything. Yeah. So that's, I guess that just the time change. Yeah, pretty cool. Right on. All right. Let's get right into it. Um, because I'm trying to make our podcast one that doesn't have super long intros. A lot of podcasts you listen to have like 10 minute long intros. Yeah. I hate that. It drives me nuts. So we've been talking now for four minutes. So I already feel, like we're, I already feel like we're behind. Uh-huh. Social anxiety is something that we all face. I think. Something mm-hmm. that it's not just introverts who have this. Um, introverts think it's all about them, and yeah, they're very selfish. They they I'm just kidding. have this yeah very narrow minded you know attitude like no one else ha- is going through what they're going through, and it's bullshit because right. we extroverts have feelings too. We do, and we often wear them proudly on our shoulders and our we sleeves do. and all that. So which isn't always good. If you're an introvert, you're wrong. Yes. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong. No, you're uh, wrong. <laughs> Blake might think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Um, social anxiety is, dis- is defined as an intense anxiety or fear of being judged, uh-huh. neg- negatively evaluated, or rejected in a social or performance situation. So, I, And I'm reading that literally off of the page, which is great. Yeah. Um, so it could be a CrossFit workout. It could be a presentation at work. It could be w- walking into a party. These are these are a variety of different things. I want to so I want to talk today about those things and then talk about like some tools to handle that. When have you faced it? Oh man, when have I faced it? So give me a time that sticks out to you that you're just like like it may like when I said that question and your stomach clenches. What what's a time where you're like, oh god? Nothing nothing that strongly comes up like specific situations because I just avoid those situations. <laughs> uh, things that do come to mind would be like attending a party maybe like when my wife was in grad school and it was like every person that I didn't – like I didn't know a single person there and it was just kind of like – especially because I was – it was a Halloween co- uh, po- costume Ooh, party and I was going rough. as a streaker, which was a hilarious costume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Performance <only>, anxiety. <laughs> only you would just do that. Be, That's so great. Be, just to be clear, I had the Statue of David uh, like shorts, underwear looking things on. Okay. And then I had like a uh, – what was it called? A – Jacket. This, like, con- uh, <laughs> this this podcast is already getting weird. So, Talking about me anyway, in the shower and Yuna. Th- I wasn't really fi- facing that much social, social anxiety, but I would just say, like, if you're ever in an environment where you just know, don't know the people that that are going to be there, and there's this like expectation of like talking and getting to know people, which I hate, and and yeah. all this. What do you talk, hate about that? It's it's just a forced interaction where like generally you're not always as interested. Like it's, there's a social expectation to be like really interested in like, Oh, give me, give me the defining characteristics of where you spend the majority of your time. Where if you were like, you know, I had just met you and like, Oh, I'm in real estate. I'm like, Oh, I care absolutely nothing about right. what you have to, to say. I on hate when people... And, and which is why I think it like, it's much more natural if you like have an activity or something to, to engage in yeah. regardless of whether that's a physical thing or, you know, even a stupid game or something like that. I always feel like that is a, a nice thing to have available yeah. in those situations because it just kind of draws your attention there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about how to have a plan for social situations. How okay. do you deal with parties later on? Because uh-huh. that was the first thing that popped up for me. It was like, okay, because 
even though I'm naturally extroverted, I'm often socially anxious walking into a party, believe it or not, or in certain situations. And so anyway, um, I think the other thing that, that, you know, the one before we get into that is to think about like that introverts or being introverted and being socially anxious, two totally different things. And introverts really prefer kind of quiet, mildly stimulating environments and social anxiety is something that everybody faces. Like, I don't know anybody who has not faced it. So, and and the funny thing is nobody talks about it, right? Like, you don't, when I was doing some research on this, I was looking up podcasts and looking up some stuff online. I really couldn't find much about people talking about it. Uh, the, the couple of things I did find were like, you know, this is something that most people face, but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason they don't talk about, Mm -hmm. um, total segue, but for introverts out there, anyone who feels that you kind of um, connect more with an introverted personality than an extroverted personality. There's a great book by Susan Cain. She wrote a book called Quiet, which is all about introverts and how um, how that approach is so valued and so unique. So it, when you say valued, like valued from a the human race needs people who are both introverted and extroverted. Like what do you mean by valued? Damn, dude, you got deep fast. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like and this is a biased opinion, but I feel like as extroverts, we get a lot of credit for things and introverts are- As we should. As we should. <laughs> but as but introverts are seen as, you know, just quiet or um, like they'll look at somebody and say, oh, that guy's the life of the party. And yeah. then there's an added value put on that person when in fact, a lot of people who might be at that party who are introverts probably carry a lot more value than the guy who just can't stop talking. Yeah. So I think that there's- I think it's a common misconception that introverts aren't are, are either less of or mm-hmm. you know not valued in society as much as yeah. extroverts. Extroverts are just we're just louder in many ways. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Do you know Do you know what the like f- more formal definition of extroverted versus intro- introverted is? My- it's something along the lines of the people who get stimulated in or are or seek out stimulating environments and get energy from those environments. Yeah. It's kind of like extroverts get energy from those environments and introverts, it, it saps their energy. Okay. Yeah. As you know, I, I recognize that all the different characteristics that we're discussing are going to be fall within a spectrum and you can like, we label someone as extrovert or introverted when in more, more often the case, it just depends on where, where you fall on that belt bell curve and you might right. have some characteristics of one and others of another. And like, certainly for my, for myself, I, I think I probably come across as very extroverted in, in most social situations and whatnot. But I also know like how important it is that I have time where I'm like totally withdrawn from people and like yeah. just get to, to chill, chill on my own. Cause otherwise it would just like, it does bring energy out of me to be surrounded by people. But when I leave that environment, then all of a sudden, like I feel really drained or I, I can feel really drained. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if maybe I, I have a misinterpretation of the definition or it's just a, it's so. just a broad, it's just a broad definition that doesn't fit, fit all, you know, can I give you a compliment? Sure. I realize we're alone in the room right now, but I'm going to give you a compliment. Oh, so man. just letting you know, this. but you are saying it into a microphone. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> You, I think one of the best things about you from a, one of the most interesting things about you, one of the best things about it is you seem to be really good at managing your your energy. Mm -hmm. Like when you're low energy, you're not around. And when you're high energy, you're teaching or you're working out and trying to crush it. When you have to give a presentation in front of the group, 
you bring, you can bring your energy level up, but I've also seen you like right after that kind of be by yourself for a little bit. You seem to be really good at managing your energy, mm. which I think a lot of people are not good at. Mm. And they try to go like either full bore or not at all. Full bore. Full bore. <laughs> wow. That sounds, that sounds this is be very odd. I, I'm going to put that not safe at work. I'm definitely always uh, trying to go full bore. Yeah, I, I promise bet, you that. I bet you are. Um, I, I mean, just uh, on, just on that note, I, I don't like know if that is something that, you it can learn <laughs> it, maybe don't, you hate us because you ain't us uh yeah. but like like truly i just think that's something that comes with like the experience of understanding what what certain tasks or responsibilities i have require and right. you know if i if i were in a social context or in like a interaction with a customer type of thing like it would be very poor form to me just to be like lackadaisical and and low energy and yeah. whatnot and so it's just kind of like you got to cultivate the the energy around you that the task requires and yeah yeah, yeah and all that, that i think that sense. most people probably would you know figure that out for themselves as well yeah i think it's actually a biggest i think it's one of the biggest things you can do from a personal development standpoint is understand where your energy comes from and mm -hmm. manage it correctly i know you know, last couple of days, some stuff on the real estate project has been really challenging and I've tried to get, go to bed a little earlier so that when I'm getting up, I feel like really good. Like last yeah. night I was watching Mad Men cause I love Mad Men. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay. But I, um, turned it off at like nine 15 before starting another one because I was like, I want to go to bed. Yeah. Well, actually it wasn't that I wanted to go to bed. I was like, I'm going to choose to go to bed now. Yeah. If I go to bed now, I know I'm going to get a kick-ass night of sleep. Yeah. And then tomorrow I can really, really get after it. Yeah. And I did that. And I felt awesome waking up and, you know, had a pretty nice day so far. How, how nice for you. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. Anyway, we'll come back to that. A um, couple other things. There's no normal. Uh -huh. Like, everybody's a weirdo. You're a massive weirdo. Me? Nah. I love you. I'm, I'm you're a super center. weirdo. I'm dead center. Uh, you're one of the weirdest weird. people I know. I love you, but, <laughs> and we all are, but, and I think the thing about that is, is like, if we're all weirdos, it's good to recognize that we all do get nervous in social situations or have this, some fear of social anxiety. Um, I remember one time I was given a presentation for work and I worked for this company and we were based and the company was based in Chicago and they're like, you know, there's probably 50 people in the room when I was one of the new sales directors mm -hmm. and the CEO is going around the room, going table by table and saying like, well, why did you choose to come to Career Builder as the name of the company? Great company. And everyone's saying like, you know, I want to, you know, I want to support our customers. I want to, you know, whatever, you know. And when it got to me, I said, I said, I basically said something. To, I'm going to cringe when I say it, but I basically said something to the effect of like, I want to make a difference in the world. And if I can help people get jobs then ultimately I can help like the people who are getting jobs, I can help their kids. And if I can help kids in the world, like that would be really meaningful for me, mm -hmm. which as I say, it sounds like, okay. Yeah. It had nothing to do with what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not sure to everyone else. They were like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, this is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh -huh. But I was so anxious in that circumstance that I was like, fuck. And I just like yeah, yeah. totally, not, I would say totally blew it, but I pretty much you know totally social, blew it. You know, one of the social situations I do hate is when you're in like a. I knew we were like, gonna break through to you. I knew. New, just open your chest and let your heart pour out. <laughs> Blake's starting to cry. When you're in the like new group environment, or I don't know, like the icebreaker games and things like that. Yeah. And everyone's like, go around the room and tell us something, you know, something about yourself. Or so whatever. forced. 
And, and then like you sit there and you're just hyper-focused on what are you going to say for like 12, the 12 people before you and you entirely ignore them. And they're probably doing the same thing, meaning that they're also not listening to you. Totally. And it, uh, maybe, maybe it does do the job of breaking the ice and like initiating or, you know, as a catalyst for some conversations or something like that. But I feel like that is one of those situations that people tend to, I, I assume if people are like myself, like hyper-focus on yourselves and then realize that nobody's paying attention to you. Like, close. you know, that, yeah, totally. Yeah. So. Cause they're thinking about what they're going to say. Yeah. How else would you do that? How would you do that differently? What could we do to maybe for maybe, party planners? Again, here's some advice out there for party planners. Maybe that is something of like a, a you get, you do a game of some sort or something uh, to the effect of, of that, where it's not so much focused on, learn about yourself it's like participate in something together and yeah. you like learn about each other in the way that you interact in that situation yeah that's the only thing that like quickly comes in into my mind but i remember i was at i was at a retreat once and somebody the guy basically said okay we're gonna you know it was like 30 people in the room yeah. and he said grab the person next to you go learn three things about them and come report back to us yeah and i thought that was kind of a cool yeah thing there was another guy in the class who had played lacrosse in college like i had so mm. it just was kind of a cool one-on-one kind of makes at it. least at least when you're sharing to like the entire room because it's for, for most people i assume it's a more comfortable thing to like interact with one other person and then yeah. share what you learned about them totally as opposed to share something about yourself which feels like a more anxious inducing yeah. situation or something like that i don't know but have you ever been in those cir- circumstances and someone says something that's like either wildly inappropriate <laughs> oh i have such a good one that comes <laughs> here to we mind. go late on me i have such a good one that comes to mind and and this, this i didn't actual, cue this up i actually like oh, i'm not man. setting them up as awesome. this this interaction it uh actually was kind of in my head b- before but it was because i was in i was in like maybe 19 20 years old at community college and the very first day of of that semester or whatever's class I, I had to hit my brakes like really hard on my, on the bike, uh, since I would bike to bike to school. Um, uh, and I went over the handlebars and I like bashed my <laughs> chin in. And so I'm hyper-focused on myself because I have this like fat bandage on the front of my chin. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm thinking oh, about man. that and, and I'm just ignoring every person, every, every person who's presenting. However, there's one that will stick into my head for the rest of my life. And it was this guy who was probably in his like early 20s or something like that early to mid 20s and again we're at community college and he's and his presentation which is the question like tell us one thing about yourself was one time I got in a fight with my dad and I nearly killed him and, <laughs> oh, and everyone in the class whoa. like the energy in the room was like what like what whoa. and then the, and then the pr- the professor or the teacher was like well, I hope he's okay. <laughs> Next. Next. And then, you know, like later in the semester, I remember having like other interactions with other classmates. And then we were like, remember that time the guy said like we, he nearly killed his dad? Like, was what he the still fuck in the was cl- that? Did he stay I, in the class? I don't remember. I just remember like talking with some classmates about that situation and all of us being like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, what Dude, that's was that? So it weird. was crazy. So. Oh my God, that's so strange. Yeah. And I don't know if he probably thought that that was going to go a different direction. Like, Oh yeah, yeah clearly. Oh, yeah. But cause yeah. when you're nervous and you, and that's, I think like part of this social anxiety <laughs> piece is like when you're nervous, I would, you know, you have a tendency to talk fast. Yeah. Right. And you just talk fast. You just keep talking. Yeah. You don't realize like half the time what you're saying and then, and then you're done. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit, I just said all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause none of that shit is really good to, you know, I was in one thing one time and one guy said he was a sex addict and I was like, nice. okay, that's cool. 
that's not appropriate at all for what we're talking about. Yeah. But uh, okay. Don't know where we go from there. Yeah. Like, like this is super weird. Um, all right. So let's go. Uh, just going into this. So let's. We have some rules about dealing with social anxiety. The first one is how to handle social situations. And what's the plan? So you have a part. You're going to a party. Yeah. And I went, as, as you're thinking about, it, I'm going to talk about the first CrossFit party I ever went to. Okay. Here. But like, what can you do to manage a party? Because that's the number one thing we all run into is like, whether it's a cocktail party, a work party, a party with your spouse where you don't know anybody. Like, how do you manage those? That seemed to be the number one thing that people are most anxious about. That and giving presentations at work. Yeah. Um, I remember the very first. Uh, party that um i went to the first crossfit party here was i had been here for about six months uh-huh. and i remember like walking in and my wife and kids were going to be you know they were coming later everybody was dressed up and everybody like you know like here yeah it was like pretty dressed up really? for a party it was like the very first one like maybe okay. three four years ago was i in a tux that year you were not in a tux that okay. year not that year. um but I remember being like, I wasn't like great friends with anybody yet. Yeah. And I remember being by myself and parking by myself and like the, the like the 10 steps from going to my car to the door mm-hmm. were just excruciating. Cause I'm like, okay, now like, all right, now, now what, what do I do? Yeah. Like, what do I, you know, how does this manifest totally. into being like a, a comfortable situation? And, um, yeah, I was, dude, I was super nervous and I'm still nervous when we like, when you have certain things here just did, in general did you have fun at the party i did end up having a great time i did good. it took me a while it took me a while to kind of get into you know yeah. party about and i and it and it, you know and again i'm a relatively extroverted guy yeah so i can't imagine people who are not as extroverted as me yeah walking into that same situation by themselves and being like oh shit like what do i do usually helps to have someone there with you, whether it's a spouse or friend or anybody something. or, or even pick like, up a homeless person off the or, street, bring, you know, bring your dog. And you know, that would actually be a really, a that's, be that's my first tip. If we're going to do this thing where we share let's tips, go tips, let's do bring, it. bring a dog because everyone comes to you. They want to ask you, everyone wants to pet the puppy. What, everyone wants to pet the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to pet the puppy. Um, what else, what else would you do when you go in that situation? A cat, a cat, uh, cats don't do as well. On leashes, cats don't well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just like, be a, not so socially awkward. Like have have a conversation in your mind already as to something yeah. that you can discuss. I think that like that comes up like pretty naturally there. Yeah. If you were a, a part of the uh, the pickup artist community, which is uh, a 2004 reference, I would estimate. Oh, the guy who, that Tucker guy who wrote the book. Uh, something like uh, sim- I think we're circling it. Um, then you could wear a boa or a fancy hat that. That you're not agreeing with this. No, a thousand percent. It's never happened in my world. That's, no, that's okay. So don't wear the boa. You are there with me on the puppy, though, correct? I'm 100% on okay. the puppy. Okay. Well, clearly, I don't know what to do at a party. So what do you got? Yeah. No, you, uh, everybody. My thing is the first thing I always do when I walk in, go straight to the food. Uh-huh. Because you can kill time at the food. Uh-huh. You can get the plate, you can get your silverware, you can kind of go through it, yeah. pick it out. I go straight for the food, take my time. Yeah. And then go wherever, you know, or go straight for the drinks if there's no food there. Yeah. Invariably, you'll run into somebody yeah. in that line that you will start talking to. Yeah. Then the worst part about it is, is at the end of the food line or at the end of the drink line, when you have your food and your drink, now you have to eat it and figure out a place to like stand or be or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I always think to go over to 
seek out someone else who's by themselves mm-hmm. or seek out like a couple or, you know, only one or two people and, totally. and join them and just, and I, I always think it's uncomfortable to say, Hey, can I join you? I always think it's good to just be like, Hey, what's up? Like, how are you guys doing? Like, okay. as opposed to, cause if I say, can I join, if I come over to you and Jess, I'm like, hi, can I join you? Yeah. Don't say that. It's sounds. it's just, it sounds awkward. Yeah. Like super awkward. Maybe, maybe rehearse that in your head going into it because I feel like it, it's just, you got to enter with confidence, you know? Yeah. That was number two on the list is getting, uh, work on building your confidence and your self-esteem, mm-hmm. you know, before you get into the party. So one of the things we did at the hero up summit, which I think I like to think about doing like before I go into a, a, an environment where I think I'm going to become socially anxious mm-hmm. is, is that top 50 accomplishments list. Nice. You write, yeah, you write down the top 50 things you've done in your life. Yeah. Uh, maybe you don't do it when you, before you walk in a party, but you think about them. I'm like, all right. I have, I have them ready. <laughs> you have them ready. Blake has them tattooed on his thigh. Yeah, exactly. But no, seriously. So you think about them. You're like, okay, I was elected to student council in high school. Yeah. Boom. I made varsity lacrosse. Boom. I was elected president. Boom. I run my own bed. You know, like, and you can kind of run through things that will help you you're build. Like, I can handle small talk with. You know, yeah, happy. yeah, you can handle small talk with whoever yeah. when you walk in. Yeah, I think being confident or appearing to be confident and having a strong sense of self esteem and self worth as you're walking into a social situation, especially when other people probably don't feel that way. Yeah, so there are a lot of people who, you know, like I've seen, you know, who absolutely crush it during the workout, kill it, they're unbelievable. And then you see him in a social environment and you're like, wow, that guy's like super quiet or seems unsure yeah. or whatever. I'm not just talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, yeah. and it's, it's really, really interesting. think I crush it when I work out? Thanks, Jim. No, no, no. Proceed. I, 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 I but so I think that that's, that's the thing is to have the plan to go into the social, social situation yeah. before you go in and figure out like, okay, how am I going to do this? And then part of it also is managing your energy, mm-hmm. recognizing that like, look, I'm going to go in there for 10 minutes. I'm going to walk around and I'm going to go outside and pretend to make a phone call. Yeah. Do you know how many pretend phone calls I've made in my life at parties? <laughs> it's got to be a couple thousand. Yeah, for sure. You know, you look at your phone like, oh God, be right back. Uh, oh, I got to take this. Yeah, you got to take it. Even though the phone's not yes, ringing. Mr. President. <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Looked at your phone as though it was ringing and then put up to your ear when it's not ringing and then have it ring? No, I've never Happened to me that. once. Thank oh, God I didn't get busted one. for that. Yeah, that's it was not, not going to be good. But I think working on building your confidence, working on building your self-esteem. Another thing uh, that I would say uh, before you get in a social circumstance situation is accept who you actually are. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? And what does that mean when you go into a certain, you know, social situation? Yeah. Um, and I'll give you an example of this. Like, so when we did the last year up summit, there was one part where we're in the small group and I felt like I was like, I had to give kind of like a rah-rah mm-hmm. speech to everybody. And and it just like came off bad because I'm not really a rah-rah guy. Like I'm not a, like one-on-one, definitely. But I'm not the guy who's like, all right, let's all go get it. Come on, let's get after it. <gasps> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that guy. And like, I, it feels super sort of disingenuous doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the social, uh, you know, kind of, dealing with social anxiety is kind of accepting who you are. Yeah. If you're introverted, then you're introverted. If you're extroverted, you're extroverted, but accept and love who you are before you get in there. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's great advice. I, it's kind of funny because 
it's it's pretty uncommon that I find myself in situations like the way my life kind of currently is and is is in which I'm in environments that aren't kind of like on my terms. And that's just because I have this facility and we we host events a lot. But what I do know about myself is I try to be really conscientious that other people might feel that way. And so yeah. I I feel like that's like one of the primary concerns and considerations, whether it's us holding a party or even if we just have like a class or something like that and there's nine people and one or two of them are new, like yeah. I try to be as interactive as possible, recognizing like I need to make sure that these people feel included and part of the group as opposed to, and it's funny because I just took a class at not our gym gym last night and it wasn't like training related exactly, but one of the noticings that my wife and I had was like, man, like the the person who was instructing that group didn't really like seem to accommodate the fact that we were brand new and like what what kind of class was it? Uh, so it was a it was a silks class, uh, like the the silks that are like aerial acrobatic silk. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, uh, and cool. Yeah, it was just like a dumb fun thing we did together. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, it, and that was just like a noticing I had, and I think that somebody who is like tuned in with like how people are feeling in, in the environment, in, in whatever environment you're creating, yeah, uh, that should be taken account of. And if you are somebody who is the one creating that environment, whether it is a party or a presentation or a class, like on some level, you're in part responsible for making sure that people have like layouts for that. Yeah. Uh, and, or it's, you know, set up in a, in a way. And it's kind of funny is, uh, I took a class in college that was, I, I didn't think it was going to be super interesting going into it, but it ended up being my favorite class, I think. And it was basically the psychology in, of your environment, basically like oh, cool. how your, how your psyche is shaped by the environment you're in. And a lot of it had to do with, um, understanding like certain situations would make people feel stress or, or, uh, would it, you know, be, exciting to them or what allows them to kind of cope with those things by having distractions. Yeah, that's cool. So if you're like creating a party, then having tables or having like chairs seated in a certain way or or offering some little game or something like that, uh, that gives people ways that they can kind of circle around and hang out and just kind of creates an environment where people can kind of cope with some of those anxieties and things like that a little bit more effectively. Yeah. Uh, and that wouldn't have ever been on my radar had I not like that been brought to light in class yeah. like that previously, but it's important. That, that's great. I mean, it is definitely crazy from a facilitator's perspective of like, yeah. you know, creating an environment where people feel comfortable or maybe not they feel comfortable, but they feel as un, as um, less uncomfortable as possible. God, also also comfortable. <laughs> also <laughs> as comfortable. Clearly I'm having social anxiety right now as we're talking about this. Um, Another thing I thought of too, to combat social anxiety is, is that like not to be afraid to get deep with people when you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like you talk, you alluded to this earlier, like so many people, like you go in, you meet somebody and they're like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, you do that. Great. What do you do? Oh, great. Oh, yeah. you married. Yeah. Great. You have kids. Yeah. You're great. You know, like, and you, and you kind of nail the first, like five or six common questions yeah. and you have nowhere to go after that. Yeah, and quite yeah. honestly, like to your point before, like, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like they don't care what you do. Yeah, yeah. They don't care how old your kids are. They like legit don't. Like They're I've like, had it happen to me plenty of times where like people are like, yeah, that's that's great. And I'm like, yeah, you don't you have no idea what I just said. Like, yeah, not. for sure. So I think like the ability to get deep with someone is not only good for like just the social contract of the world, mm-hmm. but it's good for like it just kind of jars people out of their thing. Like I remember like uh I went to a concert with uh Tom the other night, mm-hmm. Tom Barton, love that guy. And um, 
I don't even know what the hell we were talking about, but we got kind of really deep right away mm-hmm. on something. And I was like, I was impressed by the fact that like- You should share all the details right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. But I was just impressed by the fact that we weren't talking about the usual drivel. Yeah. You know, and like, I feel like so many people are just kind of sick of talking like that and talking about that stuff. Yeah. And the ability to get deep with someone is kind of cool. Yeah. People respect you and I think appreciate you a little bit more if you're able to do that. Yeah. Um, another thing I think- to when you're in a social environment like that, tendency is to talk really fast. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? My name is Jim. Hi, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then consciously trying to talk slower, take deep breaths, kind of speaking from the heart, mm-hmm. just kind of makes it, just kind of changes the environment, slows everything down yeah. for you. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, it's super, super easy to get in that, that kind of place. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I probably am guilty of having done it many times myself, and yeah. uh, it's a good reminder to try to slow the, slow down that situation. The other thing I think is um, so much of being so socially anxious, whether it's a presentation of work, walking into a party, whatever, is the fear of what people are going to think, the fear of rejection, the mm-hmm. fear of being judged, or they're going to think you're shitty or whatever. Yeah, and I, I think that like if you can walk into something and really recognize what the downside is, mm-hmm. right? So like you're walking into a party yeah, and there's a hundred people there, okay, right? And let's say the first few people you meet think you're an asshole. Yeah. What's the downside there? Does Jessica leave you? No. Does it, do you get fired from your job? No. Does it, does it really affect you that much? Not really. Yeah. Like you're still going to have your close friends. You're not going to like lose them because of, because of, you know, anything weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that people too often, we don't recognize that. We don't recognize like, okay, what, what is the actual downside? Yeah. If I go like, if, you know, when we go to class at four 30, like if I make a complete idiot out of myself in class, mm-hmm. which he will, which I will, is there like, what's the downside there? Yeah. Like, or is the downside so catastrophic that I won't be able to recover for it. And I think when you think in those terms, it kind of changes the outlook on anything. It kind of takes the power out of the event, mm-hmm. right? And because I think so, be, social, when you're socially anxious, the event has so much power. It has the power mm-hmm. to like make you feel shitty. It has the power to like stress you out. It's got the power to like just make you uneasy. When you think of like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like I don't get thrown in jail yeah. if, you know, if I spill something at this party, if I say something stupid, like it just means that like maybe that person doesn't like me or totally. I don't have a connection with them. So I think like demystifying and taking the power away from that can help you with social anxiety. Totally. The uh, perspective perspective in the whole situation, it sounds like, is just yes. kind of what what matters here. And uh, yeah, you nailed it, man. I good know. Point. I feel. I really feel like I did good on that one. You. Uh, I almost yeah. don't want to say anything else. It's so so good. I, I agree. Um, I think the other part of that is like you know that you've heard of imposter syndrome. I'm about to. I think. So imposter syndrome is like when you feel like a fraud, you think, or you feel like you're going to find out that everyone thinks that you suck and like all your accomplishments okay. are not because of you. They're just because you got lucky yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, circumstances just ended. I've actually never heard of that. It never okay. had crossed my mind. Well, either. that's good. Well, good for you. Then you don't, you don't ever have that. I mean, I, I've had that happen to me plenty of times. Where I just feel like an imposter uh-huh. and, and really at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it's about accepting that you're imperfect uh-huh. and accepting the fact that, you know, most of, if not all of the good things that have happened in your life are really a direct result of you. Some of them are luck, right? But a lot of them can be attributed to your actions, your beliefs, Mm -hmm. how you approach life or whatever. So like, 
so that it is warranted. If you got good things happening to you, it is warranted. I mean, remember, like think of like going into a party where like you've got a hundred of your peers mm-hmm. and they all, you know, they're you would perceive them to be more successful or make more money or happier or whatever than you are. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you when you walk in? A lot of times people will have that kind of imposter syndrome. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I don't belong mm-hmm. here. These people are way better than I am. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it's like, well, no, you're there for a reason. Yeah. You got there somehow. So it's not just, it's, it's not just all luck. It's kind of funny as I think that that's probably something that myself as a business owner has had to try to combat a lot for people or perspective, like clientele that come into the gym because there's an association with like the genre of training that we participate in Right. that they think oh, like, and they see images or images and imagery of like really crazy athletes and people who are insanely dedicated and things like that. And if they don't feel like they, that's them, right. they feel like I don't belong. And yet when you get into this environment, you realize that the vast majority of people are just like every other person who's just like, just trying to do a little better today, yep. you know, a little better today than I did yesterday. Yep. Um, and I, I think that people have that sense of imposter syndrome or they can sometimes when they, when they walk into a place, place like this. And so totally. we, we've tried to go out of our way to, to help get that message across. Like you don't understand, like you are just like every other person that we've had in here in so many respects. How would you say, so this is a last question. So Talk to someone who's brand new going to go work out, whether it's in here or somewhere else. What would you tell them? What advice would you give them? And and from the perspective- They're nervous of going in. They're they're nervous nervous of calling you. They want to get in shape, but they're afraid to call you because they see you on Instagram. You've got like 2% body fat and whatever. Uh, Just ultimately like, A, we only post the good looking folks on Instagram. That's why I'm never on uh, there. No, but the just the reality is, is like everybody is a, a product of the experiences that they've the culmination of all their previous experiences, and wherever you are today is just the starting point, and you have to recognize like every person who comes has come into a place like us or started off on their own fitness journey or personal journey, right? Their their current situation is a reflection of all those things, and there's no expectation that anybody is ever like at their destination. Right. You know, when they are trying to, you know, initiate change, which if somebody's coming into us and they're trying to, to have this big transformation or at least carry the positive momentum forward and continue to progress and things like that. And so ultimately, like, I, I don't know if like everybody in the, you know, in my community feels the same way, but I, I almost never care about what the person's starting point is outside of the, uh, perspective of like, can I, can I be helpful to you in your kind of quest and journey? I just want to make sure that you feel confident that we can help you kind of get to where you want to go. Yeah. Um, because like, I'd much rather work on the work with the person who has a lot to work on than the person who thinks that they have it all figured out or, or, you know, like they, you know, just don't need, need our help quite as much. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Right on. All right. Well, so with that in mind, social anxiety, I think we've given you some tips on what to do. Definitely have a plan for social situations. Yep. Build your confidence. Work on your self-esteem. Love yourself first. Warts and all. Accept who you are. Talk slower. Speak mm-hmm. from the heart. I'm really gazing into Blake's eyes as I'm yes. saying this. Too, too intimate. And recognizing the, the downside when you get anxious. So hopefully this helps. I think that you know if you and I can be anxious in cer- certain circumstances, I'm sure a lot of other people will be as well. Um, anything else you want to add? No, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Check out the website, jimsimco.com and heroupmedia.com, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Blakey. Bye, world. Bye. Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. 
If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com, heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.